mm-hmm. I think that's why he asked her to come outside because he knew his woman. He knew she was gonna get real. Like he was like, babe, let's go ahead and just go outside off camera. Too much stuff to throw around in there. He it was well thought out, but then it was dumb as fuck. I will say that I don't like the whole Uncle Ben's and the Aunt Jemima thing. The Homos Talk Show, right here on Burst TV. And of course, you guys, it's your boy at Troy Music. You already know, at Troy Music on everything. W-E-E-K-E-S is how you spell it. Last name is Beijing, very important. Here it's your boy, Rocky. It's OG Muffy Johnson. OG's night right now. Justin. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> and I'm actually in Harlem today. You know, guys, where I moved, so. The cold ass Chicago. Where, what, where? Right here on Verse TV. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? If you're watching now, you're watching live, come on in the room. It's time. It's time. It's time. You already know what you're here for. It's time for what? The Homos Talk Show, right here on Verse TV. So thank you guys for tuning in. We have an awesome show for you guys today. Um, we have an awesome show for you guys today. I'm super excited for you guys to be here. We got a special guest who's been in the building for the first time today. So we probably got a homeless tea, Terry. And also, we, um, she will be with us all week. So you guys, you know, pay attention to that. So um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, again, let's get started. Let's find out who we got in the building. So first and foremost, the lady of the hour. Who we got in the building? Talk to me. Hey, y'all. It's LG Muffy Johnson. And honestly, I am wearing my own matte lipstick called LG's Mate right now. This is Shelby Swing My Way. <laughs> But come on, you probably girl got her own lip. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy one put on the dog because I don't want lipstick, which is support. Put it on the dog. <laughs> all right, all right. Also, cool, cool, cool. So who else we got in the building? Talk to me. Justin. Yes, sir. Where you at? I'm in Baltimore. Justin. Justin in Baltimore. Look at that smell, y'all. You see that? Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Justin. Appreciate you. Also, who else we got in the building? Talk to me. Here it's your we, boy, we Rocky, now. coming from straight from the cold-ass Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a tortilla wrapped up. I see you. Um, we're sending the warmth your way. And of course, you guys, it's your boy, at Troy Music. You already know, at Troy Music on everything. W-E-E-K-E-S is how you spell it. Last name is Beijing. Very important. Um, so without further ado, Miss Miss Buff, talk to me. Where are you from? You, I'm I didn't from Cleveland. You. You're from Cleveland. So shout out to Cleveland. Cleveland from the land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got some Cleveland Tides in the building. Um, so um, so thank you for being here, representing Keeping Real. Why, you know, for those of you who have been paying attention to the Homeless Talk Show, there's some, there's some specialty uh, connections here with her and, uh, and to the Homeless Talk Show. We'll talk about that more in her interview, so you guys better watch that. Um, um, <clears throat> one more time, Justin studies in Baltimore. Like, what, right, Justin? I'm, I'm correct. I just want to make sure I heard that right. Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland in the building. And of course, Rocky the Chicago authors in Chicago. Um, so um, shout out to you. And of course, I try to in New York, as always, especially in Harlem, where I'm from always. And I'm actually in Harlem today. You know, guys, when I moved. So shout out to myself being back home. You feel me? But let's kick things off and let's get moving to our homeless tea. And let's get things right to it. You guys know how we do homeless tea today. We got four topics and homeless tea topics. You know, we're going to run through each topic. Give me your opinion in a couple. You know, tell us how you feel and then we'll keep it moving. You know, we want to spill the tea for the for the people out here in the world of homos land. So let's do this. So first off, first topic is via Deadline.com. Uh, director Jesse Schmolet becomes direct. He gives his directorial debut in B-Boy Blues. So what's still want to know from you guys? How does this B-Boy Blues visual debut make you feel? Any expectations? 
Were there any Q-plus books that impacted your childhood in any way? Because Aaron's mom was a huge um, reader, and with her library, she had some Elon Harris books. If you guys don't know Elon Harris, he was a big, big, big LGBTQ writer. Um, I actually read some of his books as well. Um, so he remembers being attracted to the fine men on the covers, but he never had the courage to actually read the books. He was scared to read them. But um, hopefully, you work your way around to it. But um, how does this make you feel? If you have any expectations about it, um, and were there any cute books that impacted your childhood? So I'll start off with myself. Definitely, Elon Harris. I don't really read a lot of cute um, um, books because this wasn't my thing. Um, but I did find out about Elon Harris in high school, and um, I definitely did read some Elon Harris books. Um, I thought that was pretty cool um, that this is out there for us to read and you know feel part of. So um, shout out to Elon Harris. I know when he passed away, it was so sad. We all remember that. Um, but how does this whole Beware Blues visual debut make me feel? Um, I mean, Jesse Smollett, he's, you know, did us, you know, things happen, right? You know, people make mistakes. That's life. You know, it is what it is. I didn't see the actual visual itself. I just read the article about it. And, and, and you know, it, it's said to be pretty huge. And, you know, Jesse Smollett had already been making movies because he has a whole company in regards to that uh, company that he works with. So um, I feel like, hey, if you can make a revamp in something, you know, in your life and make a change, let that man be. He already did what he did it happened it already hurt his career um you know but i'm expecting if you you know you're gonna bring something out jesse bring the big guns make it happen it's being shot here in new york via the article so it's gonna be um supposed to be huge got a nice budget and it's supposed to be huge so i'm looking i'm looking forward to it i'm expecting um you know you know make people for, forget about what you did before remember what you did now how about that i think that that's what's important um especially in today's society you know all that's been going on show us you know everything going straight to them straight to netflix anyway you know <laughs> bring us, you know show us what you got um we ain't got to go to movies and waste money and go buy popcorn and all that you know we can see it right at the house for 20 dollars for the whole for the whole family so um uh, shout out to you for you know not letting people get you down and, and making a comeback just make the comeback work period um, and that's, you know, that's my opinion on that. I'm going to go uh, move things along. For this one, I'm going to start with uh, the lady of the hour, being that, you know, she's in the building, she's a lady. <laughs> Let's start with you, OG. Talk to me. What do you think about this whole thing? I'm actually pretty excited, and a lot of people probably won't get why I would be this excited. <laughs> As a creative, I feel like when, I think Jesse Smollett gets it. When he does this, he gets it. I think that his role that he played in Empire you know, he, he got it. And whether he lied or he did not lie in the situation, like, you know, like he's a very creative, expressive person. So I'm excited to see what he does with the actual movie itself. And then also, I, I love a good redemption story, too. So <laughs> he redeems himself with this. Like, I don't want to be let down about it. Because, I mean, his family is very talented. Like, very, very, very talented. And I hope that he... Um, I hope that he doesn't be he doesn't become a devo about the situation. Mm-hmm. I hope he accepts all uh, creative criticism and and work from all parties, like not even people that's a part of production. I hope he's talking to his sister about it. You know, mm-hmm. I hope he's talking to his celebrity friends just to have them like give input. And I hope he's taking that and to produce something worthwhile. Come on now, talk about it. I like that. Give it to me, just like that. Thank you so much. Awesome, cool. Uh, all right, cool. So I'm, I'm gonna kick into Justin right now. See, so Justin's head and down his head, and you know he's into you know the conversation. So Justin, what do you think about the people who are visual making a debut? Do you have any expectations? Any books inspired you when you were a kid? Talk to me. Um, actually, B Boy Blues was actually something that um inspired me. I also read Elaine Harris's books too. Um, one of my favorite Elaine Harris's books is um, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. So I know about that. Um, I, as far as Jesse Small is concerned, okay, yeah, as far as, as, far as the, the news and 
the words that have been spoken about him, I would like to see where he goes with his creativity. I just hope that with the way that America is when it comes to stigmas or um, when it comes to word of mouth things, they'll, um, they'll, they'll, they'll be less judging on that end, thinking about what happened before. I feel you on that. I'm hoping so. Like like I said before, I'm hoping that, you know, we can, this can be so good, we forget about what you did before and focus on what you're doing now. I think that, yeah. you know, that's the most important. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. So um, just make sure, keep in mind that if you're not talking, keep your mics on mute, just so you know we can keep the flow going a little smooth. Um, and so we're going to move right along to, so Rocky, Rocky, talk to me. How does this, the B-Boys visual make you feel? You got any expectations? You know, any books inspired you as a kid? Uh, a few books? Talk to me. I really don't know too much about the Elaine Harris books and stuff. Um, I guess I was just out of loop, the weird kid. Um, but no as far as Jussie, <laughs> he came out to Chicago and he fucked himself up. You know what I mean? All that extra bull and all that <laughs> stuff. But does that mean that he cannot bounce back? There's so many people in our, especially Black people, why do we always be like, oh, they're canceled? And then expect for them not to be able to come back because they still got to make money. You know, we just be so quick to blackball them. I, I not now uh, because of the whole change. I really stopped watching Empire, so I really don't watch Empire like that. Ouch! You put yeah. them all under the gate because of him? Well, no. It's just I mean, it was just so much going on, and then I was into other stuff, watching other stuff. You know, okay, so much so more important. Just, I, just, I, I lost interest. I will say that. But as far as um, him having a comeback, hey, he got to make his money. He got to do what he can do. He's a mistake. I mean, he he made a mistake. <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Okay. My bad. Um, so, no, he, he made a mistake. And, uh, you know, he, he has every right to bounce back. But it's what you do with your comeback. You know. That's why I keep saying this. And be Maybe humble. so Don't good we forget about what you did. Knows. Can't become right. over that snot nose. You got to have humble pie because you still are in the grinder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you still on the grind. You ain't got that, that big time money just yet. You still need the public. So stay humble. Got yeah. it. Awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're going to move things along to our next topic on our homos team. Um, <clears throat> and this is uh, via showbiz cheat sheet. Mariah Carey's former group of Laura are pissed at her for leaving them out of her memoir. They look back at their career. So... If you were Mariah Carey, what else would you say to this New York City-based 90s R&B group, Allure, who was upset for not being included in Mariah's memoir, even though they were the first group signed to Mariah's Crave record label, which was developed with Mariah and her then-husband, Tommy Matola? Um, so facts about them. The record label itself, Crave, was, uh, was opened from 1997 to 1998. One year. Got it? You hear? Cool. Other Crave records um, groups were actually mentioned, though, in the memoir. Um, Allura was formed in LaGuardia High School in, in the early 90s, and Aaron Ziad was the program producer of the theater operations at LaGuardia at the time. He, he does remember the group. Hey, come on, shout out to your dad. He still got connections? I'm just kidding. Um, so Allura, they had a Billboard Top 5 hit with All Cried Out featuring 112. Um, Mariah actually said that one of the group members assaulted her, but the group actually denied that. Um, the album Butterfly was released in 1997. So during all this time and all these things was happening, um, so they're really pissed. So if you Mariah Carey, what else would you say to this group? I mean, I don't know why, to be honest. 
I don't really have a, I don't, don't really, I remember the song, but I don't really remember a lot about them. And like I said, I'm doing Behind the Doors. I think that it's important that any little side of your name, any side of your name being said in anything now, especially if you had a, a one hit wonder back then, it could definitely bring you to light right now in a different way. Um, look what Universes did for Monica and Brady. A lot of young you know, millennials didn't know who they were and now they knew, you know? So maybe they like mad because they missed their they spotlight. So hopefully them being mad sort of puts them out there. I don't know. Use that mad stuff to get y'all out there somehow. Um, I will, I'll be mad too if we were the first artist signed. But clearly, um, um, at some point, maybe this disagreement between Mariah and them caused this. Um, and she felt some type of way um, about that. Um, <clears throat> the, the record label ended when they broke up. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, wow, it's lasted one year. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, he was, I'm not going to say that, allegedly doing something with these girls, who knows, I don't know, but maybe when they put their hands on Raya, they touched it the wrong way, rubbed it the wrong way, and the diva was mad, and she just said, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to mention it in my book, in my memoir, and that's what happened. So I'm sorry, y'all mad, y'all should just go out here and uh, use that madness and create some buzz for them. Use the buzz you got about being mad, and create something from it, because clearly she didn't put your name in there to get y'all the buzz that you might need, so... Use that buzz the best way you can and go ride the train. Um, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna go to Justin because I see Justin shaking his head to this too. So um Justin, what, if you was on ride, what would you say to them? Um but um, forget to take us off from the video. Tell what would you say? Darling, you are still my lambs. Why must you lambs not think that you're not part of Mariah? Darling. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. Gotcha. Thank you so much, Justin. I appreciate that. that definitely, I didn't expect that. No, you definitely gave us some right. So I definitely I didn't expect that. Um I'm gonna go to Rocky real fast because I see that uh um oh she's ready. So I'm gonna go to Rocky. I'm waiting with you. Give me a second. I'm gonna go to Rocky. Rocky, you gonna ride Carrie. What would you say to this group about not being in the memoir? Well, being Mariah Carey, she's absent-minded anyway. She don't know nobody. I don't know her. She probably just said, I don't know her. So if I was her and just going by what she usually says, I don't know her and just keep on moving. <laughs> oh, you think she was like, who's that? Tell me your name again. And we met where and we did what? Well, she can't say that they were signed to her label. She can't pull that. They were signed to the label. Even if you ain't see the paperwork, that's your husband you was involved. You can't say you don't know him. Um, but okay, I get what you're saying. All right, I'm gonna give you that rocket. I'm gonna let you hear that. Um, okay, I'm gonna move along to OG. OG, top tell me. What do you have to say uh, about this confusing rhyme? Child, <laughs> Allure needs to have needs to have several seats. Like literally, like everybody can go on his journey with you. And like, it's a memoir about Mariah Carey, not about when Mariah Carey had a label that Allure was on that produced one fucking song. Like, fuck out of here. Like, listen, child, I'm going to the top and there's a bunch of people I ain't gonna mention. So fight me. Uh, my, fav my favorite line is who gonna be my ass? What happened? <laughs> My name ain't OG for no reason. I, I, I will walk, even if I do tell you, I walk past you like, well, they're nothing. Like, I literally have like, I feel Mimi. I feel her. Shit. God damn it, it's Mariah. God damn here. You had one song. You had one fucking song. Right. One song. I can right. see if Nick was like, oh, she ain't mentioning me. But come on now. Like, Allure really, like, mm-mm. No, <laughs> it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Someone has several. 
<laughs> Listen, I ain't even mad. Well, thank you so much, OG. Um, that was a good, that was a good one. All right, cool. So we're gonna move along to number three for our ter- third topic of today, brought to us by our Oxygen. A man allegedly gunned down mother of his child while disguised in blackface and fake beard. And man, that's allegedly doing this. Allegedly, done this is done. But they're saying allegedly is a white man dressed up again, blackface and a fake beard. So. Aaron's request piece notes that the article used of uh, the use of allegedly and maybe for this murder many, many times. Okay. So the fact that this 30 year old fellow millennial felt that dressed up in blackface was an efficient means to end <clears throat> to an end to commit this heinous murder really makes Aaron feel that racism and hate are still in the hearts of many. How are we making progress away from the racism that seems to be a vicious generational cycle? How are we making progress? Um, ooh, how are we making progress? Well, I guess the, the Black Lives Movement, the Black Lives Movement, was a, a step in, in, in the right direction for progress because we stopped sitting around and stopped sitting on our asses and making things actually happen. Um, but even with that, you saw people disguising themselves with blackface and b- banging up stuff that we weren't doing, causing more problems than need to be necessary. You know what I'm saying? So clearly, you know, the progress that we're making. Are we making any progress? I mean, I don't know. Maybe one of y'all can help enlighten me what y'all got to say um, about this, and maybe I can come back to it and end it with something else. <laughs> but I do feel like Aaron said that the racism is still in the hearts of many, because especially now, like I saw a video on Instagram about a lady being mad because the person had on a Black Lives Matter mask. You is so mad because somebody had on a Black Lives Matter mask. White lady was mad, y'all. She made a whole video, but I'm like, this don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, so are we making progress? I don't know. With the way the internet is set up and the way all this, you know, foolishness is just easily put out into the world and made into something else. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Um, I would love to hear what y'all got to say um, <clears throat> on this. And maybe you guys can enlighten me a little bit better. Um, but I do feel like racism is still in the hearts of many. And I don't know, if, you know, if we're making any progress, you know, maybe we're taking steps back with all the Karens and the Kevins and all this other foolishness. Now, Man of a Black Lives Matter mask. Um, I'm gonna go to Rocky on this one, starting with Rocky, sir, Rocky. Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, oh, it's okay, I already did it. I'm gonna go to Rocky, let me start with you. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me about this. you feel like we're making any progress? Um, progress where? Progress <laughs> where? When you still are pulling this Jim Crow bullshit, doing blackface and all this other stuff. And then I'm thinking, what was your purpose of dressing in blackface? and a beard to immutate a black man to kill, I'm sorry, just your wife, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. what were you trying to do? You were trying to- The mother of his child. We don't say wife, say mother. So mother of his oh, child. Oh, mother, baby, baby mama. <laughs> but um, it's just, I just don't understand the concept. Was he going to like use a black man and try to throw it on him or something? Like I had to think a little further about that. Cause like, why would a Caucasian man, and his wife is Caucasian, correct? Mm-hmm. And you dress black, black face, and you dress the beard. So you're trying to imitate a dark-skinned black man, and then you thought you wasn't gonna get caught. I mean, the time we're living in now with Black Lives Matter, he's thinking maybe it's a black man that did it. So you know, it make it easier to say that it wasn't him, like you said. Um, maybe that was his thought. Like you know, with all black people being killed anyway, what's another one? It was a plot. So See? I mean, I think that. 
he had something. He it was well thought out, but then it was dumb as fuck. Cause my thing is, what you can't imitate us. This is real melanin here. So what what the fuck? I don't understand why people want to dress blackface for. You know what I mean? It's right. like I know y'all want to be so hard to be like us, but I mean you can't imitate. You can tan, you can blackface, whatever. You cannot imitate us. You only have our swag, our dialect, how we talk. I'm gonna try. You I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they're gonna try always, you know. <clears throat> some witnesses said that there was a black man. Clearly, that's why they were saying that it was working, because some witnesses stated that they saw it was a black man. Um, so he almost got away with it, I guess. But clearly, it's still allegedly, so we're still seeing that's what the article says. So thank you, Rocky. Um, we're gonna go over to Miss OG on this one. Talk to me. Uh, Queen of the Miss OG, what do you think about this? Um, first and foremost, no, I do not think that we're making progress. I do not think that we will begin to make progress until we ourselves start holding ourselves accountable. And then also, I don't think that we'll start to make progress unless the world starts holding each other accountable. Um, I had a conversation with a girl via Facebook the other day, and it was a white woman. And um, she felt the need that she did not have to apologize for the times of slavery and, you know, all of my people being lynched because she was the one back, she wasn't the one live back then that was doing the lynching or she didn't have any slaves. Her quote, quote, her words was that my mama ain't had no slaves and neither did I. And I was just like, so you still don't feel as if like you owe us an apology? Like we were once kings and queens and y'all turned us into slaves. So it's just like, how do you expect us to want to move forward um, with knowing that all of these things are still constantly happening like right. it's still constantly happening like is if it's not if it's not lynching if it's not killing us it's constantly like there's there should be no reason why ice cube had to go to the democratic party and also the fucking um republican party to form ways to make like you know the black lives better like that's it's like to me, I don't understand how people don't see how crazy that is that this yeah. plan needs to be put in place for a one specific race to have equal rights. Like like the point that this is even happening is just like why is nobody was like, Well damn, why we gotta do all that? Why can't why can't we just be equal from the from the job? Like that's bananas to me. <laughs> as far mm -hmm. as the guy um dressing blackface, honestly, like y'all gonna be so mad that I'm saying this, but <laughs> I wish I would have thought of some shit like that. <laughs> like, cause he could have got, as you said, like the people in the room was like, oh my God, like it was a black man. Like mm -hmm. if I had the opportunity to murder my ex as a white woman and a white woman get blamed for me, absolutely I'm doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> that bitch is out of here. That bitch is gone, dead, RIP. I'll be at the funeral like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to her. Knowing it was me the whole time, I'm out of here. So that's the only thing I have about that. I'm just, I'm, I hate when people have better ideas than me and I don't think about it. I'm like, damn it, I probably ain't thinking that first. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love it. You something else, girl. Something else. I love it. Thank you for that. Um, thank you. I get it though. When somebody thinks about it first, you're like, God damn it, what was that? Uh, what was I? All right, cool. That's my link, Justin. Talk to me. What do you think about, um, do you think we're making any progress towards, uh, you know, racism and it's a vicious generational cycle? Okay. So I think as far as blackface is concerned, I don't like blackface. I've never liked blackface. Like we established that anything that we do in a, in the, at any time, um, we are 
trying to exhibit what and how the culture has changed from it. Um, I will say that I don't like the whole Uncle Ben's and the ancient mama thing. Um, we've been doing it for years. So now why are we saying, why are we getting mad now about it? Um, as far as Black Lives Matter is concerned, Black Lives Matter to me is, as far as concerned, I think all lives matter. Yes, they do blame Black people for everything. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not like blind to it and I believe in it, but it takes, uh, it, it takes more than just Black people, you know, it, and there are Black people out here that have destroyed stuff and put on Blackface and all that stuff and, you know, did more than what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that episode on Good Times when the parents came, uh, when Michael was supposed to, when Michael was getting a roommate and it was a white girl and, and how the white parents react when they came into a Chicago, you know, they... Well, they, they they walked up, they they actually apologized to Michael about Kutze. <laughs> like to me, white people are trying to but they do the worst things to connect. And then you also do have people that they act like connecting, but they're not really connecting. They're just putting on the facade so that they can just to be destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, more so an open thing where people just want to be destructive. Plus also, I don't like the fact that, that as far as being a black man, I don't like being, I don't, I want my black business to thrive. I don't want to have to one day come to my business after a riot and see flash everywhere. Burn down my area. Don't burn down my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That keeps me down. So we I even saw some some guys um, who who um uh, um uh, elderly black man who was fighting for his business who ended up getting shot because of it. He was, somebody was trying to steal a TV. I think we talked about it on the show. I'm not sure. Um, he was trying to get a TV. They were trying to steal a TV from an looting. Still, he was trying to protect his business and they shot him. Um, neighborhood local business. So I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, sad. So thank you. Um, thank you for five that second interjection, if you don't mind. Who's on Rocky? Yeah, go ahead. That's me. So. I wanted to respond to you, OG, about like, you know, people like I have a friend that's Caucasian and she's we had talked about it or whatnot. A few people, I think our family members that like sometimes the family members we really don't get it. But um my one friend, she got it is because she's being proactive, speaking out about it. If we can get our other people to stand against the racism and speak out against it, if you have black friends and you really adore us, you really care about us, you really trying to understand, speak out against it. Don't be quiet. I've seen too many people quiet and I'm just like, I'm surprised you're not saying anything. But then the ones I'm surprised that I would never thought would say anything, they speaking out. Mm-hmm. And I had mm-hmm. to, to applaud them for that. Right. Yeah, but that's that's what like like what OG was saying. Like you said, absolutely right. It's good that we, you know, we speak up. And we don't continue to allow those things to happen. We say what's up, say what it is. Um, so yeah, so thank you guys for that. We have one more topic for Homo's Tea. Um, and um, for those of our, our viewers out there who were following, watching last week's episode, we talked about this last week. But you know, Aaron, you know, in editing the episode, got some different views. So um, he, he, we, this topic is Kiki Tea, Tea for a Key. This is from TMZ's last week work writings. This is part two. So after watching the episode again, like I said, Aaron made some uh, um, adjustments and realized, you know, 
I felt differently about the bride. So there was three things he said. First thing he said was this. She said, it's time to do it or get out, which means Aaron thinks he's living in her place. Number two, she said that put a ring on it. Um, he, she, no, she said that he put the ring on her finger two years ago. And uh, number three was this. He asked her to step outside and she agreed. Aaron felt that she had more negotiating power in the store, but when she agreed to step outside, he might have been able to successfully delay the wedding yet again. What do we think about this um, team? What do we think about this? Who do we think she's married to now? Um, so, <laughs> again, I watched it and I thought that was pretty, you know, hey, after all this time of being with somebody and you got to give them an ultimatum, if you even got to go that far to get to make it happen, and they ain't the one for you. But hey, if you've been with them and you know they're the one, then you know you love them, then you do what you got to do. And she did it. Um, is she married to this man? I don't know if she had to go to the talk and go chase after them just to get them. And then she came outside like, anime, shut that shit up and go outside. <laughs> and she went outside. Um, nothing wrong with her going outside. I respect the job. I still got to work, girl. You know, still got to pay these bills. Um, but um, yeah, <clears throat> basically, I mean, I, I, I heard that he had put the ring on two years ago. I don't disagree with, you know, hey, she ready to get married. They haven't talked about this too long. I just think she did it for the camera because she wanted to be viral. You know, maybe they got some money from it, you know, to, to get the wedding popping if they actually had it. But, you know, he was living with her, clearly, um, saying, you know, do it or get out. Clearly, he had to be living in her house. Um, so I hope that he um, didn't do it to stay. Um, and then he did it to uh, really bury this woman because he really wanted to do it. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I hope that they did get married to go through all of this, maybe, and then post the wedding now. We want to see it. Now we're excited, we, we're interested because we're invested now, we don't, especially guys, we've been talking about it two weeks now. So if they had the wedding or did get married, I mean, give us an update if y'all watching our show, let us know. We would love to know more about this, um, <clears throat> about this situation, but I'm gonna go to OG. OG, talk to me. What do you think about the home? Did you take a look at the video? Did you check it out? Yes, you I, saw, I saw the video. <laughs> and um, I, coming from someone, I'm very dramatic. Anybody that knows me that will tell you guys, like, Muff is dramatic as ever. And <laughs> I I come off very abrasive, I'm very demanding, and I'm self-centered as well. So, with that, being, right. <laughs> with that being stated, like, I mean, she just, I, I can see myself doing some shit like that. Like, you know, just being just <laughs> over the top just for no goddamn reason. Like, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've almost proposed to someone on an impulse like I almost literally flew to Vegas with my ex we weren't even together at the time she had been dumped me but I was just like oh we were meant to be together I was about to fly, fly, fly to Vegas and propose to this girl <laughs> well we're we glad you didn't together. do that huh? huh we're glad you didn't do that huh oh my gosh I'm so glad I didn't do that like I because child I definitely would have been in jail if I would have did that because <laughs> I'm sure she would have said no and then I would have had to kill her so, I you would have dressed up like why. a white lady and kill her. Uh huh. <laughs> I think that's why he asked her to come outside because he knew his woman. He knew she was gonna get real. Like he was like, "Babe, let's go ahead and just go outside off camera." Too much stuff to throw around in there. Too much stuff she could have busted outside the head. Listen, I also though, I also feel as if like she should have not done that at his job because she could have potentially fucked up their bad. However, I hope that wasn't his only job. Even you know what, Target did raise their uh, minimum wage though. So maybe he was making a, some good money on at Target. But anywho, um, 
I literally, I feel as if she should have did it like it would have, it would have had more like sting if she would have did it like on a bros night, like all in front of his friends and shit. Like that's something, some shit I do. Like kick in, <laughs> slap his bust out. Well, you know, you're playing PlayStation winner. Okay. Listen, I, 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 <laughs> I'd, I'd have walked him right to the PS5 aisle. Like, are oh, you see this? You want it? Give me a wedding. <laughs> Let me show you something. Come here, come, 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 come here. I got right it. quick, right quick. Listen, look, don't mess with OG Muff now. Cause she's gonna bring the heat. She very Listen, dramatic and she, she don't play. play. All right now. All right now. No, let me see you on the commercial on Target somewhere. No, let me see you on Rollstar. You you will. I'm pretty sure at some point you'll probably be like, see something about me that I need. She, she like, said it. She said it was gonna be it. Oh Lord. All right, Muff. Well, hold on. I wanna see you on the, uh, on, on Rollstar, okay? Um <laughs> I'm going to move things over to Justin. Justin, talk to me. What do you think about it? Hopefully you saw the video if you didn't get a chance to, you know, if that happened to you, show it up like, marry me now, get out. You know, <laughs> what do you think about this? Okay, so as far as getting married and getting and getting out and all this other stuff, um, first of all, I'm not living in the house where you're living in your apartment and I'm not, you're not living in mine. We're going to get an apartment that's equal. Um, we're, we got to be on an equal level on everything. Uh, because I can't have you living with me in my place because you're gonna you're gonna you're probably gonna think oh I'm gonna throw you out or something when I get mad or I'm gonna do something to you while I'm in my right we all been there done that right and then your house I'm gonna feel a certain way about living in your house probably you know it, there are certain people out there that are like so over people's stuff so for me it has to be something plain something on on a certain level so that we both can work towards something big together. So it's not one thing. Um, going over the top, I mean, you only live once, but at the same time too, I mean, love is forever. So, I mean, I, I don't know. For me, I feel like I would rather have, I wouldn't have a court wedding. I wouldn't have a court wedding. I wouldn't have a, like a huge ex explicit wedding, but more so, I would want to have a wedding where it's just comfortable. Gotcha. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing wrong with that at all. I totally, um, I, I'm with you on that. All right, cool. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate you. Um, and last but not least for this uh, homos topic, and then I'll give you guys a rundown of what we did. Sir Rocky, talk to me, Rocky. You know, we talked about this last week. You know, even though given the circumstances of what Aaron said about him probably living with her and, you know, um, what else he said? Living with her, and he asked her to step outside. She agreed. Talk to me. What do you think? Uh, I think there was probably some communication issues and some change. Maybe her delivery was kind of harsh. Maybe she probably belittled him or, you know, whatever. And or she probably saw him do something. I mean, it's, it's so many variables to it. So she came out like a goon was just like, motherfucker, you gonna marry me today, damn it. Motherfucker, you go marry me. You go marry me. <laughs> but no, he um he probably was just like, okay, you really trying to pull it. Okay, you're not going to embarrass me. Let me take you to the side. You know what I mean? Because maybe he's not emotionally available or something. Maybe it's, it's something missing. She's not getting that void filled. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he may be stubborn. And he's like, I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. I mean, I've been in relationships like that. Where people you got the stubborn one, and you got the one that's very dominant, and I don't mind telling motherfuckers, "Hey, look, because <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna waste my time." Mm -hmm. You know why you here? You playing around, and then if you, I'm gonna say this without using the n word, but if you are a live-in motherfucker, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I wanted to say the other word. Um, shit, she probably got, you know, doing more than him and all this other stuff. She's sick of his shit, and she's like, nigga, I said it. Um, you need to <laughs> step step it up, level up, something. Right. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I agree. Like, if you're living in someone's house, <clears throat> well, it should be more like Justin said. Let's do it equally. Let's, you know, let's have an understanding. Because been there, done that, when you live in somebody's house, and they get mad <laughs> and try to put you out. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. I don't like being able to, like, I would never do that just because I'm mad because I feel like, you know, that's just, you in the moment. Like, don't do that. Because you you could put them out and something happened and they lose their life because you put them out in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think that it's ever okay to get mad enough to, especially if you're with someone. I don't care whose name's on the list. We together. So let's figure this out if it's not working so that we both can be beneficial. Like, I need to leave. Clearly, I know it's yours. Hey, give me three months. You know, figure it out. But don't be like, being vicious and because my mother always told me don't listen to somebody you don't want done to you so i'm always going to do that i would be vicious to do that unless you're threatening my life or doing something crazy um but <clears throat> at the end of the day can i interject real quick <laughs> come on throw yourself in there i feel like when she said um do it or get out i don't feel like she meant like get out her house but even if she did you have to, that woman, you proposed to her two years ago. Was it just for play? Just like, what the fuck did you put this ring on my finger for? Like, if we wasn't going to get married. So it's just like, I, I think that's where she was just coming from. And even if he felt like he wasn't ready to take that step, then you should have never asked her to marry you because you ask somebody to marry you because you're going to get married. And it's just like, you about to have me sitting around here till I'm fucking 90 trying to get married because yeah, you want to work in you in or you I out? Mean, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, I, I, I just feel like to close this out, I feel like it's important to understand and know, like, you know, there is no time limit when it comes to marriage, right? So we don't know the backstory on, like, maybe he's saving up. That's why he had Target to, 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 you know, take care of the marriage, you know what I'm saying, to make sure he can save up. So I feel like she could be rushing because she want to be married now because she wants to, you know, our friends are pressuring her, her family's pressuring her, you know, pressure, pressure's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? She could be pressured to like, when y'all get married, when y'all get married, when y'all get married, when y'all get married. Homeboy, like, I'm trying to be a man, do it right, hold on to the money, make sure we good so we can have what we need. You know, so sometimes people make impulse decisions like that. I think that's a little bit rational. So I think that, you know, <clears throat> it's just all, we don't know the backstory. We're there, we don't live in their house. But you know what I'm saying? I definitely <clears throat> understand where you're coming from, <clears throat> um, OGs. How long is it a reasonable, uh, reasonable engagement? Oh, you want to know that? Excuse me, excuse me. Let me go back. Um, a reasonable engagement. I mean, I don't think nobody. <laughs> okay, we have to be real. So let's be realistic. Uh, a reasonable engagement to me is maybe you know three years. Three years, three and a half years is a good enough time to be engaged. And to me, it's a reasonable engagement. Um, to me, the shortest time. Engagement, you know, sure, you need to be engaged like for a year. You know, give it one year, you know, you engage for a year, things are still going great. Let's continue to think about the wedding. Um, in the longest time, five years. If you still engage after five years, then you ain't getting married. You're already married, damn near, in, in, in Virginia law. Um, so, yeah, that's the longest and the short, shortest and the longest. But reasonable to me is three and a half years. So, shortest, longest, and most reasonable. Um, oh, OG, talk to me. Shortest, longest, and reasonable. And when it comes to engagement, um, I feel like a year. I mean, shortest. This that's my answer. Period. A year. Oh, like, a year in general. That's, yeah, that's, I feel like 
and I can I, I can only say this personally about myself. Um, I personally don't know if marriage is for me, mm. and I don't know whether or not I want to get married ever. So mm. if I ever do get to the point where I do say yes to an, an engagement, then I would have, have been with you and put in years. Like when I told you I wanted to fly to Vegas to propose to my ex, like we were off and on for eight years. So oh. like that's how I knew, like, you know, yeah. Way too long. It's right. about that time. <laughs> Got it. Right. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, you know, so like if if I do get to the point where like my partner feels um, comfortable enough to propose to me or I feel comfortable enough to propose to my partner, then we would have had to have been together for a while. So I feel as if like after I say yes to I will marry you or you say yes to you will marry me, then we have a year and then I will give it at the max two and a half years after that. Like we, we need to be a wedding needs to happen immediately. And I'm mm. I'm actually okay with getting hitched too. So that's why maybe that's why I don't have like a really long longevity of like an engagement because I feel like you're cool like, with going to Vegas yeah, or going I'm definitely to the, cool to get hitched. To like, the city I don't hall. Need, yeah, no. I don't need all that. Okay. All right. No disrespect, got it. I'm down with it. Justin, talk to me. Shortest, longest, and most reasonable for you when it comes to engagement time. Okay. My shortest, um, the, as far as shortest engagement, um, as in, gen in general, I would say about a year, um, month on that year. Um, as far as longest, um, being that I just got some, we were together for four years, and I happened to put my money on the ground the first within that first year. I would say about four to five years as well. And it's only for me, only for me, because I need to make sure that what I'm driving down the street does not break down. <laughs> okay, now. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Rocky, talk to me. Longest, uh, shortest, longest, and most reasonable time when it comes to engagement. Uh, I would say shortest, maybe three years. That's if your bond is tight. Uh, maybe about five, five years. Um, five or six for the engagement. Because, I mean, people, what I've learned is people have alternative motives. You can be around somebody for a year or two, and they still ain't showing you everything. They may change mm -hmm. it up on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the way relationships are today is almost like you pull in, you just tug of war the whole time. So it's just like, okay, I mean, if the bond is solid, okay cool maybe about three to five years but sometimes you still gotta excuse me look at the side out of it hold on you know because <laughs> people they they have these alternative motives you know what i mean they yeah. act for so long yeah what's well, why i tell you don't 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 do that to me don't come out of bag on me because i'm gonna leave you right there where you stand at you better be yourself from day one because that's who i'm gonna be and if you ain't it's fine because it's gonna be shown you can't pretend forever and the moment them covers come off, the uh, the mask come off, baby, you're going to be looking like boo-boo the fool like we do under that mask. Um, so I get it. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys for that. We can finally wrap up Homo's TV. We still have to go to our main topic. So um, let's start back from the beginning. For those of you tuning in, may have come in the middle or um, <clears throat> may want to know what we were talking about. Topic one today was from Dailon.com in regards to Jesse Smollett making his di directorial debut with B-Boy Blues. And so basically what we asked you was this, how do you feel about the B-Boy Blues visual debut? And also if you have any expectations as well as if were there any 
few plus books that impacted your childhood in any way. Erin's mom was a huge reader, um, and she read Elon Harris books. And Erin, of course, was attracted to the fine men. Of course, I gotta say it like he was saying. The fine men on those book covers. But he always, always scared to, to actually ask to read one. So he never read it. Hopefully he read it as an adult, but as a kid he didn't. So that's topic number one. Topic number two, we talked about Mariah Carey's former group of lore um, and then being pissed about her leaving him out of her memoir. And um, so we're going to look back at their career. If you were Mariah Carey, what else would you say to this New York-based 90s R&B group of lore who was upset for not being involved and not being included in Mariah's memoir, even though they were the first group signed to Mariah's Crave record label, which was developed with her and her husband, then then at that time, husband Tom and Matola. So I'm just going to a couple facts. Crave records was opened from 1997, 1998, one year. When they ended their relationship, that's when the um, record label ended. Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't want to be signed to that kind of foolishness. That's kind of crazy. Um, but there were the other uh, crave artists that were mentioned in her memoir. Allure, where they were formed in 1990. Um, they were formed in LaGuardia High School here in New York in the early 90s. And Aaron's dad was actually a program um, producer and a theater operator at LaGuardia at the time. He actually does remember the group still. Um, they had a top five hit with All Cried Out on billboards. Top five hit on the billboards with 112. She said that one of the group members allegedly assaulted her. Um, that's what Mariah said. And so maybe that's what the reason why. We don't know. We want to know what your opinion is. Let us know in the comments below. Um, topic number three was <clears throat> from Via Oxygen was a man allegedly gunned down the mother of his child while disguised in blackface and fake beard. If you read the article, we'll put it out there for you guys to take a look at. If you guys read the article, there are notes made to the article being used in the words allegedly and maybe when it comes to him being the killer. So you guys, please check that out if you read the article. It's really there. It's free to see. Look how they did this. Media, just so you know. So the fact that this 31-year-old fellow millennial folk dressing up in blackface was an efficient means to the end to commit his heinous murder really makes Aaron feel the racism and are still in the hearts of many um, here in America today. So the question was, how are we making progress away from the racism that seems to be a vicious generational cycle? And the last thing we talked about was the Kiki T, um, T for a Key, which was last week, if you guys paid attention, we're talking about a wedding that was um, put out from TMZ when a lady storming the team, um, storming the target and told her husband, you can marry me, marry me now. Um, and then he said, can we go outside? And they went outside. But anyway, Aaron, we played it um, after doing editing and realized three things that the wife said, the bride had said. He was like, I'm on her side right now. She said three things. One, she said, it, it, um, it's time to do it or get out, which means Aaron thinks he was living in her place. Two, she said that he put a ring on her finger almost two years ago. And three, he asked her to step outside and she agreed. So Aaron felt that this was, she had more negotiating power in the store. But when she agreed to step outside, he might have been able to successfully delay the wedding yet again. So we want to know what you guys think. Who do you think she's married to now? Please like, comment, like, comment, subscribe. Boom. And then um, let us know in the bottom what you guys think. And again, <clears throat> we out here, Homos Talk Show, doing it. You know, iHeartRadio, we on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Amazon, all that good stuff. You guys can find us. Please check it out. Um, and check us out. We're here. But most importantly, please follow and let us know what you think. Um, so we're going to switch things over now and get ready for our main topic of the day.